everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week is Bradley Ellis. Mm, Yoshi. Michael Damiani. <laughs> and Brandon Jones. Y- Yoshi, I guess. Yoshi, I guess. You know. Jones, give me a legit Yoshi impression. Give you a Yoshi impression? Yeah. I can't be Damiani's. Does that have to be accurate? No, doesn't it? Like, Damiani's is insanely Yoshi. accurate. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yoshi. I can't believe Mario's bonking him on the head. Yoshi. I, I think a bonk is kind. A bonk is like, that's a bonk. This is a full right hand curve. No, it's a bonk. A, this is a complete extension. It's a bonk. Uh, it doesn't it's look not like a, a complete bonk. extension. He doesn't wind up, Jones. <laughs> he swings, though. It's a swing. <laughs> it's a There's bonk. to it. <laughs> Brad, what is your goal this week? Uh, in my tradition, or my new goal being a good boy, not swearing. Ooh. Nice. Brad the Ellis, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Michael Damiani, your goal this week. I'm going to finish this water. Okay. <laughs> so disappointing. To not burp. Ooh. Ooh. I don't think you're gonna do it. I don't think I'm going to either. <laughs> Jones is a but I always, man. We generally do them. I, I want a legit challenge this week. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My goal this week is to give the audience no indication that I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> let's begin. Corrections music, please. NPD is National Purchase Diary. That's the second time we've had this correction. Let's all repeat it. National Purchase Diary. And that's what it used to mean. It doesn't mean that anymore right now. That's so what happens NPD. when you rotate guests. Yeah. The next two guests go, well, I don't know. Uh, you can't put the WWE 2K18 loot boxes. Oh, you can't buy them with real money. And the unlockable pieces are only for career mode. Uh, in parentheses, career mode sucks anyway. Oh, what? I love corrections. <laughs> Who like did that? that? Apparently it's bad, Brad. Apparently what? WWE Man, that 2K18 sucks. is bad. It feels bad, man. Uh... Data miners didn't find GameCube controller compatibility. Someone on Twitter plugged the Wii U GameCube adapter into the Switch dock, plugged in a controller, and got it working. It's not data miners, just somebody trying stuff mm. out. Uh, uh, oh, many people were very upset I didn't bring up Horizon Zero Dawn when we talked about new single-player IP. Uh, I was talking about third-party new single-player IP. Oh, okay. Because okay. I made the case Sony can make lose money. And everybody who brought up Horizon Zero Dawn, much attitude. Nobody was nice about that correction. Ooh. Everyone was like, um, <coughs> excuse me, Horizon Zero Dawn? Or did they send you an audio clip? <laughs> yeah, they did. They sent me little clips, and I had to like go on SoundCloud and listen. Excuse me! Uh, wasn't fun, was not fun. And corrections music, please. And now the corrections music is over. Uh, I still had to make another correction on top of that, but this one's slightly more serious because I wanted to make it very clear about why I didn't talk about NeoGAF last week. Mm. It wasn't so people don't get their feelings hurt. Uh, NeoGAF is bad now. NeoGAF, like, don't go there. Uh, It wasn't because of that. It was simply a, a, a disinterest in discussing any of the particulars about that or any of the consequences. Uh... Whatever. That is what that was. I didn't mean to be flippant to the people who it is a big deal to. Uh, simply, this is the Easy Eyes podcast, and I like to talk about video games mostly, and uh, uh, that is just a forum that's no fun anymore. Okay. Uh, is that okay? Did I nail that or no? Sure. Didn't stick it's your show, man. Oh. Yeah, I, I think I think that that's always the issue when it comes to what we're going to talk about or not. It's like we don't yeah. we, we don't want to talk about something out of obligation. Yes. Kind of like we're all kind of forced to come up with an opinion. It needs to be something that like you know, we're, we're eager to talk about this. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, the, that general panel, just speaking for myself, I'm not really oh. interested in. I don't have a lot to add <clears throat> yeah. to that. I'm not the person to ask. I guess that, may, that may, might be what it is. Yeah. That there oh. are people better yeah. qualified. Uh, and, see ya. Bye. Yeah, that's our opinion, basically. Bye. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that is it. If you're curious what the Easy Allies opinion is, it's see ya. Okay. We are recording on uh, Monday, October 20th. 
What? No, twenty thirtieth. Thirtieth. Oh my goodness! I made. It's all Hallows Eve, Kyle. It's spooky day. And here's the thing: cloudy was real hot this week, and a a nice cool fog has rolled in. Coming up Millhouse right now. It is a creepy day. I want to prepare everyone in the podcast right now. If I'm looking a little fervent, uh, it is because I need to get this podcast done within an hour. That's our our rough deadline on this one. Jones tapping his wristwatch already. (laughs) Judge Judy. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what she does? Yeah. Judge it's just an infamous gif of her. Dude, yeah, when it was blown up. Yeah, the table. Come on. When Judge Judy was I'm memeing over up. here. Uh, my favorite way to start a podcast. Games announcements. Is... Games announcements. We have many today because oh, yeah. today was a day of Sony's uh, Paris Games Week press conference. And, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll definitely get into Rank the Significance, of course. Uh, but I just want to make it clear off the top, we're not only talking about Sony games. Many of the games announced today uh, are for multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. are not exclusives. But... Before we even get to rank the significance, uh, there is one game that was announced today that is a Sony exclusive that would would, would have won rank the significance easily that I'm very very excited about. Loco Roco Two. Loco Roco Two. <laughs> now I love the colors. So uh, there's a new game called Ghost of Tsushima. Woo! Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Brad. This worked out. This yeah. worked out. With you, dude. Uh, Brad, describe this game. I haven't. I've never heard of dude, this. Dude, I don't mean like. I don't even know. Like, okay. we didn't even see much gameplay. It just showed like beautiful countrysides in feudal Japan. Feudal Japan. It was giving me the Onimusha and Tenchu vibes, Jones, Both. that we need. Both, Both combined. at the same time. Same time. A little, yeah. little bit of Neo in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take it all. I want it all. Beautiful of it. too. Wow, yes. game looked great. Yeah, it's Sucker Punch, man, and it's Sucker Punch. Yeah, we've been wondering what They've Sucker been Punch absent. has been up to, and then just boom, here it is. Here's our game. Just, uh, great review. Just watch for the it. trailer. Just watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend anybody just watch that trailer. Uh, listen to the voice acting, the dialogue. Just look at uh, just everything you can see in there. Uh, you do get brief snippets of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are hopping from a rooftop and killing someone. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And what about. do we do? Do we throw, like, a firebomb and a horse? That part's unclear to me. <laughs> it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was the big reveal Just of Corrections next week. Uh, we did throw a fireball at that horse. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Next correction. Firebomb, I said. Firebomb, Yeah, I don't know. It's not unlikely. <laughs> I should have watched the trailer slowly uh, leading into this. Uh, yeah. Jones, what do you think about this trailer? Uh, I thought it was great. It was very story focused. I like that they, they, they set up uh, a really nice calm pace right off the top. Uh, definitely showing like this is what our engine looks like. This is what the environments look like. Uh, I thought it was really interesting starting with the environments, like starting to show, like, look how beautiful this countryside is. Look at these locations you're going to be visiting. So that when we start getting into story stuff, then it looks less like, oh, well, this is just a cutscene, and more like, oh, man, some of these environments look accessible as well. Like these look like places I could go to. So I'm assuming him seeing. Uh, some village he's close to or maybe his his close you know loved ones getting wiped out you know or Mm -hmm. or seems like it's some kind of classic revenge tale awesome setup of a villain seeing him um having him i I love when it's like a war of wits where it's not just kind of like "Ah, i'm more powerful than you you know uh, i think there's a time and place for that but this just seems so much more personal and uh and then just a little tease of gameplay to show that like this isn't just again these are these are uh, presumably maybe pre-rendered but like this this is what this game is going to look like essentially and yeah. just a little taste of like speed which i was not expecting i thought it was going to be you know with uh, neo and um, absolver and a lot of like kind of standoff games now even like souls that that kind of like okay we're going to kind of you know juke a little bit before we actually really get into fighting yeah um but we saw a little stealth there Will we even have a dodge roll who some, knows some, yeah a little hinted supernatural oh, elements so. uh damiani i think that um <laughs> i think that video games lack great villains 
And one thing that excites me about this trailer in particular is the villain setup. This idea of this great power, this guy who says, I've learned your language, I know which villages to save and which ones to burn. Uh, I like the setup for a bad guy in the reveal trailer. Uh, what do you think? Are you impacted at all by the characters that were revealed today? Thinking about it, I mean, I thought it was cool at the time okay. when, when the trailer happened. But you're already Th- over thinking it. More, no, it's not that. <laughs> thinking more about it, who would talk like that in that, in that moment? Bad guys, a psychopath. Bad guys. I I mean, it's totally played up for the drama effect there. Like, (laughs) like no bad guy's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm gonna sit here and lecture you for like." That's like, it's like Hollywood. It's like every video game. Yeah, 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 every video game. It's like too stereotypical for my liking. Even though the dialogue was cool, he had his face right next to the protagonist's face. I was like, this is so. (laughs) I was like, I was like about like thinking about it now. Like, it makes me Uh laugh a little bit. Um. I'm sure in the context of the game, it's going to be like a very powerful moment. You're like, ooh, he got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the motivation for the game. And in the first viewing of the trailer, it was pretty cool. But uh, being brutally honest here, just like thinking about it now, like it kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Thinking, I was like, yeah. Um, I, I hope the game has, has good, good characters in it. I hope I'm kind of like I got the impression a little bit. The vibe of the trailer is that maybe it's not just revenge. Maybe you... Uh, Maybe you go to the dark side, like the, the whole imagery of you fading into the fire, kind of like yeah. making a deal with the devil to like rise up. You are shedding your samurai ways. Maybe you are not quite the good guy. Either yeah. You're either going to be a vigilante warrior for justice, where you're doing what like the official people can't do anymore because everyone's been subjugated, or you're going to the, like the dark side, basically. It's like, yeah, we're tearing up I'll everything. tell you what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Samurai, you're Batman, yep. Brad. Samurai Batman. abandons his honor, becomes yeah. ninja assassin. So becomes yeah. a ronin. It's a demon yeah. mask, right? Yeah. Like, he's in. He's all in on it. So yeah. he's yeah. becoming a ronin. Well, yeah. He's a ghost. Like, he, considers, he, samurai. he considers himself dead, and it's like, no, 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 this is yeah, literally the dead Oni? coming back. Yeah. Uh, I do want to bounce this back to that discussion about single-player IP. Like, a whole new franchise. Starting off, kicking off a whole new franchise. Uh, It's never easy, but it is easier for a first-party game. It's easier for Sony to put out a game called Ghost of Tsushima. You know, that's not a mass-appeal title. Not Uh, yet. Not yet. And maybe uh, two years from now, that'll be a popular thing. Uh, But yeah, I want to to ask the panel if, if, if you're sold, if you think this could be a big success like Horizon, or if it, there's not enough there to get attached to yet. Yes. Yes? It will be big. You, I, can, will I will big. say it will be big, judge, even judging off Neo. Like, Neo is big. Neo's big. This is first-party Sony, yep. Sucker Punch, great studio, new IP, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Brad? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd like for the panel to have opposing opinions, and I'd like to debate this. No. But no, this is a no. home yeah. run, man. <laughs> I'm so excited about the game. I'm so excited about its tone, its visuals, its writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little not to be excited with this game at this point. Uh, we'll see it running. We'll see the actual mm-hmm. game itself. Uh, and maybe we'll discuss this later. No release date, uh, which is common theme. Settle in, dude. Yeah. It's going to be wild. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if it'll even uh, be a cross-platform game someday, uh, meaning PS4, PS5. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hmm. We have other games to talk about. Other announcements. It is now time for Rank the Significance. Where do I start? Should I do this alphabetically? Yes. 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 The answer is yes. Yes. Blood 
and Truth was announced today. This is this is a PSVR game. Uh, this one is exclusive to it's bet lost right <laughs> or goal lost right there. Laugh me at your misery. I'm sorry, pal. This is from Sony's London studio. <laughs> it's like um, it's kind of we got spy vibes because it's first person. We had a gun with a silencer. We were we, we were dropping some little. You know, bugs there, stuff or bombs and stuff. He was he was planting some stuff on stuff, climbing and vents, sticking oh. items onto objects. Yeah, sneaking Fairly around. Fairly spy like. Yeah, uh, it looks like you can control this with two move controllers. You can dual wield weapons, but it also seems like that's your movement. It seems like on rails, uh, where, oh. where the player was crawling through the vents and moving. Yeah, one that was move a highlight of the trailer the for other. me. Highlight of the trailer. Damiani <laughs> loved that part. Yeah, it was a pretty good part. <laughs> he was he was whooping at that part. He was excited <laughs> for it. Uh, that's where that is. Can we? So let me actually count how many we have. Would you put that in the top half or the lower half, just off the top of your head of the significance? Lower half. Yeah, I think it's interesting seeing the London heist uh, come to fruition, seeing like what that eventually was, and I, I think it's got some hype from people that demoed that probably more than once because I, I remember that from several events uh, that kind of saw the proof there that were like, oh, I'm not sure about this VR, but I remember playing that in an event. That was really fun. Yeah, and seeing a longer interesting because weren't like the hands. Uh, separate from your body weren't they just kind of floaty hands in the demo yes. mm-hmm. whereas like you're actually locked in kind of John Woo style with this so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works because typically like in Star Trek Bridge Crew every time I load in my arms are like, <laughs> kind of like, oh, kind of like yeah. re- reset everything yeah, so yeah. I wonder how smooth that's going to be uh, I had in London Heist a very uncomfortable conversation in a pub where this guy comes to talk to you and you're like shorter or taller than he is and so you're like resyncing to be the right size he's like oh you've got a deal for you and you're just like he's like got a cigar and stuff but like you can touch him with your cigar anyway uh let's move on <laughs> about to blood uh this was announced for psvr uh tribe toy is the studio um it's a space boat combat game basically you're in space boats uh and it's like a lot like um uh uh, uh the assassin's creed boat game skull and bones oh yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of like that it's like you're shooting off your bow but you also have a handgun to shoot if guys are coming up close on your ship things like that that's a psvr game yep um i have a feeling the psvr games are not going to be on the top half of the significance Uh, this one this one ranks pretty low for me yeah yes yeah uh concrete genie this is a, a strange game this is uh we had um basically we're we're a kid with a magic paintbrush and we use our magic paintbrush. Brad, you're looking at me like you don't remember this already. I don't. <laughs> oh, wow. You use your magic paintbrush <laughs> to uh, uh, customize your own personal monsters that you and and greenery and like a, a moon on the side of walls. You're making graffiti that comes to life. Hmm. Jones, help me describe this to Brad. But it, what was what I thought was neat about it, Brad, is it uh, interacts with each other. So it's not only like so. Like one thing was some, the, the door needed electricity, so he created a guy, and then the guy powered the thing, and that went over. But it was neat More because it was now. But it yeah. was neat because it wasn't like oh, I'm gonna do this thing, and then I'm locked in place. Like it was clearly like a character that was like oh, I'm gonna go over and charge this thing now. Yeah. And then after the gate opened, he like waved to you and watched you like walk by yeah. as he went. That went sounds out. fun. Yeah. And so you could see as he was like like backtracking through the area he had made these all these art pieces he had done are still animating and still moving around and I kind of got like a painting in Harry Potter world vibe like maybe they leave those buildings and go to others or interact together yeah Jones sold it yeah yeah. Uh, he throws he's at a basketball court there's a monster drawn behind the hoop he sinks one and then the monster applauds him yeah yeah. I want that yeah <laughs> the weird thing Brad is that the villains of this game are bullies they're just regular human bullies who like push you yeah 
That's fine. Whatever. Okay. All right, Brad's cool with that. Makes me think yeah, the, whatever. Game, the game's all in the kid's head. Well, it is. It's about his imagination, man. Oh, yeah. There's going to be that scene at the end where it's like just the oh, paintings no. and stuff, like the, the graffiti drawings and stuff. And he, he Unfinished one. Yeah. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like, oh, sad. It's going to have a sad ending. Nothing is sadder to me than the moment of Inside Out where the imaginary friend dies. That's like the saddest thing in the world to me. Wow. <laughs> What's inside us? Hope, hope you've seen that one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we, are we delete. Erasing out from memory. Never seen it. Yeah. Jones, just bleep it out, man. Just bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. The spoiler cast. <laughs> Guacamelee 2 was announced today. Yeah. Sequel to Guacamelee from Drinkbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it looks very similar to Guacamelee in style, assets. Uh, chickens. Chickens, even. Uh, basically, I think basically the only element that was shown new is a Runbo style. Uh, in the game, I think you pressed like one of the R buttons to switch dimensions. Oh, okay. In this game, they were kind of like switching for you in waves. Did the first up, one have four-player co-op? Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, I don't remember. Yeah, it did. We we played it. Mm-hmm. We played that four-player. We did. Class. Yeah. It was uh, bad to do with four people. Mm, but really fun, too. Yeah, but really fun. Oh. Just okay. chaotic, man. Yeah. It's like people swapping dimensions and just yeah. like, wait, come on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. So eventually you just let the good person go nice. ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess there, there was some story to the tr- reveal trailer. We saw the protagonist. Oh, sure. Just, he was eating guacamole on, on his lazy boy. Guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah. You should uh, trademark that, though, Kyle. They should, yeah. Right now. I'm going to trademark the title of a video game? No, but for food purposes. <laughs> for food thing. purposes. <laughs> I own this. Yeah, and I could be in the video game space. You'll be getting hell law. But I thought it was a really nice, safe game to launch with. Like, I think the uh, Gua- you know, Guacamelee 1 had a really good public sentiment. And, mm-hmm. um, might possibly be a game that people had good thoughts about, but never, like myself, like never actually got around to playing. So having that game come come out is like not, not a huge surprise, but, you know, a, a warm, just easy way to just like, easy win, I think. Yeah. To kick it off. Uh, Erica. Uh, uh, live action. I've, I've seen some people on social media today since this announcement that have been like waiting for this game for a long time. Excuse me? That are like, I saw this game demoed like three years ago and I've been waiting. Oh. Finally, Erica. And I got to admit, what I saw today did not look that. Finally, Erica? I, I think the full motion video <laughs> might have been the only said thing out of this. I, was fin- like, I finally mm-hmm. waited to wipe that tear. <laughs> yes. So this is a live what? action video game yeah. in 2017. Laserdisc, uh, baby. Laserdisc. Yeah, this is PlayLink. It's part of Sony's PlayLink initiative oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to control games with your cell phones. And, I mean, yeah, the first interactivity that's shown is to wipe away Erica's tear with your own thumb. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Not for me. Not for me. What was it you saying, Kyle? The scenarios, because it's live action, because it's yeah. film. You said the thing with the little, like, the box, uh, the letter opener. You're like, if you choose slash. Slash or trust are the two you, options. And then you're like. If you choose Slash, it's just going to grab you by the hand and be like, no, you should you should really take this trust. <laughs> I doubt they're going to let us Slash that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, blood comes out of his throat and everything. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Erica, I'll be impressed if we can Slash him. Yeah, that'd be more fun. It seems like an interactive movie. Like, if you were going to sell that, and I know we've tr- like tried that before, but I think, like, what Detroit, you know, uh, Beyond Human has kind of evolved from is, like, kind of do, meeting, like, halfway, maybe even a little more in the video game sense, between a film and an interactive video game. Where, like, this really seems like, no, we'll make an interactive movie, and it just feels like 10 years too late. Or yeah. It just, it's, they're, mm. they're, I, think, I feel like I'm missing something. The, something they forgot to announce, also, yeah. with this game. Yeah. Uh, Explaining, like, why the decisions are different from other, even something like a Telltale game, I think, just looks a little more complex than this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for some reason, the live action seems like a limiter to me. 
it makes it less interesting in a way. Uh, but I mean, there's some novelty to that to be sure. Action Reminds artists. me of uh, Sega CD games. Uh, astute listeners will notice that I've already gone out of alphabetical order. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> I, think the, uh, I think the other thing too is like when you have Telltale, you have like voiceover performances that you can cut up in all sorts of different ways. You have the artist you're conceiving the character and drawing it, animating it. You can tweak those to really bring out expression in their face. Yeah. If you have bad acting the day you shoot that video, you're done. You're, you got bad acting in your, yeah. in your videos. It didn't seem like bad acting to be so, fair. I, sure. I didn't seem like it. But there wasn't any dialogue. Is there not going to be dialogue in the oh, actual game? Is everyone maybe. just like staring at each other? There's dialogue. That here. better be an emotional yeah, tear think, wipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once people start talking, we'll see if it holds up. What if the game begins and ends with you wiping away that tear, and at the end it really means something to you? I wonder if her story was an inspiration for that, because they definitely were like, finish her story. They like say that in the trailer. Oh, yeah, touch her world. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no thanks. Um, Live action's coming back. The Gardens Between. Uh, this is a like an a environmental puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have a, sm- a small environment, a little island, and it looks like you solve problems. Uh, one button, no dialogue. Two buddies, basically. Is, yeah. Is a, yeah, like going around that game. tiny island, yeah. Time. Like time warp in it or something like that. You can change time. Brad, totally forgot that you have time yeah. controls to solve these puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, it looks all right. Okay. <laughs> looks all right. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is uh, a lot of these studios I looked up, this one's Voxel Agents. Uh, their last game was Train Conductor World, which is just like a mobile train game. Mm, train so this conductor. is like their big, their biggest game. Yeah, it's cool to me to see mobile studios go like, you sure. know, what, let's try one. Let's try an indie game. Heck yeah. Yeah, uh, we have another one of those later, uh, which I think is cool. Uh, let's just do that one next, actually. Uh, Ore. O u r e. Ore. This is uh, this is a it's a you get to be a child who transforms into a dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like um, it's you're up in the sky. Go ahead, Damiani. I was gonna say Jones. I think nailed it. Shades of like Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. More of the dodging than the shooting. Yes, there's like really any dodging. Just kind of like. You got to get somewhere specific and then do a thing when you get there. But lots of dodging. Actually, explicitly they call it nonviolent. You Ah. won't be killing a thing in this game. Which is like what I like to do as a dragon, but it's fine. I can just fly. Yeah. Because yeah. they said, man, when we did our reactions, like the premise is world governed by Titan, these giant machines, and they've just started malfunctioning. Yeah. You're just trying to repair them. We're just repairing some You're titans. a repair person. Yeah. Not violent. Hey, we're not killing nobody. We're just repairing yeah. some titans. We're an engineer, dragon. Uh, this one is from uh, 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 Heavy Spectrum Limited, is the name of the studio, who did a Shadow of the Beast remake last year, ah. uh, but also a bunch of weird mobile games. Oh, he's a definite style. Yeah, from that company. Um, but yeah, it was just like <laughs> Boolean Blast was like one of their games where it's just like matching money up. It's like whoa, and then this was like let's make games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's make some games. They got some money, maybe Blast. now. Yeah, I like that. Wow. Uh, the Hong Kong Massacre. This is from a studio called Vresky. It's their first game. Um, this is a top-down, stylish. Uh, uh, it's, you know, I'm just going to say it's like Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. except uh, uh, more gritty, more realistic, uh, and had cutscenes that were live kinda, action. Those were not live action. I think they were. No way, Jones. I think they were. Oh, no. I'm going to hand you the prove it ticket, dude. How are we going to solve this? I'll bring, I'll bring up the trailer right now. Did, okay, <laughs> I'm handing you the prove it ticket. Here we go. Uh, anyway, strong story emphasis on a twin stick shooter. Uh, Brad, did you watch this trailer? No, but oh, what you said to me sounds cool. Yeah, I missed it. Cool. Uh, Damiani, what do you think of this? Um, uh, I think it's like okay. Uh, initially, I mistook it for another game. Uh, I was like surprised. Oh, 
Uh, I thought it was the, the game that had like the amazing art style, but everyone got really upset when they found out who the creator was. The Last Light is what I think. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was that. I was like, oh, here we go. But then everyone's like, no, it's not that. And then I saw like the twin six shooter mechanics. Like, oh, this is not it. This yeah, is yeah. Something different. This is like a what's the John Woo game? Stranglehold. It's, yeah, like think of Stranglehold. Think of flipping over tables, two guns. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, uh, you, but top down, like yeah, Hotline Miami. You, you said like Hotline Miami. Something yeah. saying like Max Payne. Captain so. Rouge production. That must be the pubs. All right, so Jones says that is live action, dude. No, Jones. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to play. Mm, mm, but uh. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Feet. I just remember the feet. I thought that was live action. Right? So Jones thought the feet was live action. Uh, there's no conclusive evidence one way or the no, other. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, no I'm okay, Jones was officially tripped. Oh, that looks okay. kind of okay. fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sweet. And that was just announced today. Cool. Tennis World Tour. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Ooh. So here's the thing about this tennis game. Uh, this is uh, uh, Studio Breakpoint is the studio, their first game, but it includes topspin uh, people who worked on Topspin, uh, including Pierre Andre, who's the game designer of this game, but was also the game designer of Topspin three and four. Cool. Yeah. Looks fun, man. Um, and it actually turns out this was not the announcement of that game, but it's like the reveal of the game. Okay. I, okay. I saw an okay. interview gotcha. from like back in June or July, uh, where it was announced. Uh, Again, it's tricky because we're watching it in the press conference, and I think they label it as the debut. As the yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we, we're basing that off what they're telling us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 tennis players are going to be in it. Um, yeah, so somebody's like going out there and like, let's make a tennis game again. That's right. and it's not somebody. It is the top spin talent. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that is a game that is. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Um, it, I've never played top spin. What is, uh, compare top spin to virtual tennis. Can anybody do that? I can't. Okay. He, he asked me six years ago, and I probably could have. Well, so okay. I had to review both of them side by side. They came out like the same time. The last Whoa, top spin showdown. Damiani, get up in the mic. Get up on the mic. So you had to review top spin. One and of the top spins, tennis. and then one of the last virtual tennis games, and they came out kind of in close proximity to each other. Who assigned those to you? Uh, Daniel Bloodworth. Yeah. Did you say like no, yeah? Was, yeah I'm I, tennis might, guy? I might have been. I reviewed one, and he, uh, Brooks Huber might have reviewed oh, the other, the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 like I don't remember exactly, but they came out close to the same time, and I remember playing both because I wanted to compare them, and I just can't remember m much about them anymore. Uh, in the interview, which again I had to like speed read, uh, they did say there's gonna have online and offline modes and like a career mode and everything like that. So it sounds cool. It sounds like this is a a game that just people wanted it to exist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like ukulele. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. I just think the, the I, I would go less of the realism route with the advertising and more the fun route. Look at what Hot Shots did coming back. Um, look at everybody's golf. Look at the yeah. success that they've had with people on PlayStation 4 being like, oh, yeah, some weird sports game that I might not be into. The, I might not necessarily like golf, but this game seems like fun. Yeah. But if they're, if they're focusing, like, this is the, the realistic, you know, Dude, tennis sim you've always wanted. I'm like, kind of into I, a super realistic tennis sim. I think it could be fun. I think it could be both. I think but, uh, the realism part of it's apparent. Yeah. And I think if you want to try to get people that might not immediately be drawn to a game like this, give me some weird modes, give me weird outfits. Mm -hmm. give me Sure. Yeah. I think J just to get more mass appeal. Uh, I just remembered in this conversation a twelfth game I forgot to write down. Ooh, Onrush. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Onrush yeah. is a game from Codemasters, but uh, 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 most directly, our uh, Evolution Studios was the name of the, the team that they ingested. Uh, the people who made uh, most recently Drive Club, but before that, it is Motorstorm. Poof. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, getting those. I'm pulling them yeah. all out of my cubbies. So anyway, uh, when Evolution was shut down by Sony, 
uh, Codemaster said, we'll take you. And they took many people from that team, and they have revealed Onrush, a very arcadey-looking racing game, uh, showing, like, buggies with jet boosters mm-hmm. uh somebody doing stunts motorcycles off, yes off dirt bikes and stuff yeah there's so, yeah, lots of so yes. definite motor storm vibe there like yeah. like you know you, it's easier to, to dodge things in the environment and like you know zigzag between cars if you're on a motorcycle but obviously you know you take a truck head on with a motorcycle and you're toast yeah uh <laughs> colorful environments tubes uh gr- <laughs> i don't know if you could grind the rails but i saw rails and i wanted i would grind. love tubes and giant you know, caps. Lava tubes. 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 <laughs> like Lava points. tubes. You flip over the box. Tubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I might put that really high, actually. I can't believe I forgot that. It looks fun, yeah. On Rush is, it looks very, very good. Just the energy coming off that trailer was really great. Yeah. Uh, Megalith. This is for PSVR. This is a first-person hero shooter. Yeah. Um, uh, Disruptive Games, their first project. Uh, this is, yeah, another VR game. Uh, it was... The story was demonstrated. The gameplay was not. We got a gameplay view where we saw hands. Yeah. We saw a giant. We're a, we are a titan. We're a giant creature who wants to compete to become a god. Uh, but we just saw our like monster hands, mm-hmm. and then we find out afterward that it is a shooter game, and it's we did not see you're a like, single Whoa. shot. Little, little early <laughs> yeah. to announce this game, I think. Sure. Little early. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If not you're, a lot going on here. If you're a shooter, you gotta show shooting in your trailer. I really do believe yeah. that. Yeah. It's like a cave. And a thing in a cave. Yeah. And he busts it out, like, right? Yeah. And he's like, ah! Yeah. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm. Ooh. Those That's how just... he feels about the trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that might be it. Did I just go through all these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was not in alphabetical order, but we got through all of them. So let's go back to the top. Erica, out of 12 games, where's the significance of Erica? Way down. Pretty low for me. Out of 12? We yeah. through 12 whole games? Yeah. Wow. Pretty low for me. Yeah, super low. I can't. You might the be on the bottom, Erica. Sorry. Do we want to put a number 12 for now? The spot above Bow to Blood. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah, with the ships. S- <laughs> Wait, why? Okay. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> oh, my God. Man, you don't I'm really a, like I'm my good. decision. Dang. Why is Bow to Blood worse than Erica? Less it, significant. Excuse me. Less significant. It looks so worse. incredibly boring from that trailer. That 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 trailer was really bad for that game. Why? What made it bad? It, it, even like the action sequences just seemed dull. The effects or some of the like the the shooting mechanics, like the bullets or whatever going out, looked really bland and it didn't look well animated. It just looked screen budget and the VO to it was so dull. Uh, I will. I'll Monotos? absolutely agree with that. Uh, the yeah. VO and music choice seemed off point. They they seemed uh, not to match it well. That's why I love that Sea of Thieves trailer, man. That first with the with the fans playing. Yeah. Because I think that's the vibe we need to get with this game. We're like, this is just a silly ship game where you're running around and having fun with friends. But it really tries to sell itself. Like, get ready for the next mm-hmm. edge of your seat well, multiplayer think, experience. I and think like, the VO direction was kind of like, get on the thing, and here's yeah. this. You have a gun to shoot. It's kind of like that delivery, which is kind of like, who is attracted to that? So we're putting that number twelve. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Bow to blood, number twelve. The, sure. The, yeah, it was okay. a pretty, yeah. Proof number eleven for skull and okay. bones. Okay, so definitely let's, Erica Eleven. I mean, let's do some more PSVR games, some more VR games, and Megalith. Where do we put that? Very low. Oh yeah. Oh man. Actually, that, that, that Battle wait, Blood's wait. ahead of Megalith. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Okay, Megalith. Megalith didn't even Megalith. Megalith didn't even show off a game, things so are, that's gonna go to better twelve. Better for Erica all the time. She keeps yeah. Moving up. Woo, Erica, okay, number ten. Erica's enjoying all these buys. Top ten. Okay. What do we do with Concrete Genie? 
Ooh, I like this. That's I, high. Yeah, I would oh, say. Really? Uh, yeah, say five or six. Wow. Let's keep it in the Ooh, top I like half five. For now. That okay, sounds we'll just, nice. We'll just keep it in the top half. How about Orith? The dragon game. Dragon flying game. Oh, oh. You know what I didn't mention is that was just Shadow Drop. That came out today. You can oh, go play yeah. that today. Oh. I think, yeah, I think if we're talking today, if we're talking significance of yeah. April or of October 30th, 2017. It boosts I think you, right? You can get it right now. That's pretty, Couple ranks up. That's pretty significant. Okay, Guacamelee 2. That's got to be pretty high, That's right? pretty that's, high for that's me. That's significant. Oh, you know sure. what I skipped? Spelunky 2. Spelunky 2. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I skipped it. I'm so it's Trending so like crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, that's high. Uh, Zero experience with the first Spelunky, so I can't Oh, it's fun, yeah. Jones. Spelunky 2 is weird in this reveal. We didn't see any gameplay. We saw story stuff. Uh, we are playing as the child of one of the protagonists of Spelunky. Yeah. Uh, we are going to the moon. That's almost enough of a premise for a Spelunky 2. Yeah, that's enough for it, me. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's actually let's figure that out right now. We're Spelunky 2. Two, uh, two or three. I'm, going, I'm not sure what the one is, but I would at least put it at uh, two. I'm putting it at a two right now. Okay, Splunky 2 is number two. How about Onrush, which I think is another contender? Mm. Oh, boy, these are tough. Onrush and the dragon game and the painting. I wasn't super hyped on that dragon game. Gotta be honest. All right. All right. Wow. And I would... Can we put Onrush number one? I mean, that's what we're fighting for right now. No, Splunky. definitely Onrush is not one. Okay, what is, is Guacamelee number one? What else we get? There's got to be. What else is number one? There's got to be something. What else jumps uh, out at you? Tennis World one? Tour. I would put Spelunky. Oh, it's Spelunky. Over yeah, no, it's Spelunky. Spelunky's yeah, I put Spelunky one. over yeah. Guacamelee. Spelunky, Spelunky I think number you're one. Right. And Spelunky is what they ended their pre-show with. Yeah. I, th- I think that they was knew. wise. I think they knew. I think they knew. Okay, Spelunky number one. Uh, Guacamelee number two. Okay. okay. Oof. Tennis three. Tennis over Onrush. Yeah. Okay. Just a just a touch. Damiani, do you agree with that? I gotta be honest no. with you, Jones. I don't agree with that. It's just because there are a lot. Look at those trailers. Compare those two trailers. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe it's just me thinking that like there are a lot of racing experiences available on the PlayStation Four right now. Whereas yes. like getting a tennis game like this is is cool in the genre. Okay. So relevance, uh, significance in the genre, yes. Significance maybe against each other. No. Brad, are you sold? Where do you out, stand but... on this? Brad? Hmm, this is a tough one, tennis man. Cool this, I know game? this is really tough. I mean, which if I had the two in front of me, I would play on Rush, no question. Uh, yes, first. I would put so, Onrush slightly over personally, tennis. Yeah, for my tastes. Okay. But, I'm putting, uh, uh, yeah, you know what? It's just significance. Just, yeah. We're just ranking significance. Well, All right, so Tennis World Tour is number four. Um, <clears throat> we have the Gardens Between left. We have the Hong Kong Massacre left. We have Aura, and we have Concrete Genie. Oh, and we have Blood and Truth, the uh, London Heist-esque game. I think... Uh, the Hong Kong one looked cool to me. I like the Hong Kong one. Yeah, I think the... Uh, Significance is so tough because the, the 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 graffiti one looks super interesting to me, but like yeah. significant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It got actually a really big highlight in the press conference itself. Yeah. Right? They believe in it. Yeah, that was not part of the pre-show. They put that in the it's press. Just such conference. a great demo, you know. And like, yeah. and really, the the Hong Kong to me was kind of repetitive. Like he jumped over a table at one point. So I thought that was neat. That was like yeah. the only time in the trailer where it kind of escalated in, yeah. in interest. Uh-huh. And really, the more I think about it, the the um, the London shoots kind of it just seems super on rails, and it's just kind of like an evolved time crisis. Like neat, but I, I don't know if evolved um, time crisis highly appealing. Yeah, uh, action. Okay, so but just but me looking at that game and being like totally, and me seeing the graffiti game and being like whoa, graffiti what, game. What's right. happening here? Yeah, there it is. Graffiti no, game number five. I don't want to steer this too much. Concrete genie. Uh, so is Ora next, or is Blood and Truth next? Now we're in like this. We're in the middle section, and we got some indies to handle. Uh, somebody's got to be number The shooter nine. or the dragon game, Brad? You say you didn't like that dragon game. Shooter game. I'd rather play a shooting game. 
So it's more significant just because you'd rather That's play it? That's what I'm it? saying, yeah. It's significant to me. <laughs> uh, Damiani, you've been way too quiet on this. Come on, man. Yeah, and how about the gardens between Damiani? Ooh, yeah, that was... Man, come on. Dual wielding in VR, that's got to be pretty fun. It is fun. Cracking the safe and everything. I've played so many dual wielding shooters. Must be nice, Jones. Must be nice. I'm going with the dragon. All right. That was the first place many companies went to in VR. They're like, well, we could do that. We know at least. I mean, you played that. You played the zombie game. Remember they were coming? I didn't play that. You were playing it. So are we doing all ref for number six? That's my vote. I think it's interesting, yeah. Okay. I think, you know, right. Compared okay. to a couple of shooters. Okay. Non-violent. And then I would, and then, yeah, and then I would okay. uh, the Blood and Truth above the Hong Kong. And, Definitely. And above the Gardens Between. Uh, I would maybe put the Gardens Between, between above Hong Kong, too. I would. Mm. Hong Kong's just so one note, you know? No, 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 no. I, I would go with that, too, actually. It's just so oh. one note. There could be some sweet puzzles in it. That could be a dope note. Yeah. That could yeah. be a note I want to play yeah. for a long time, but... Why'd you uh, call it a note? A dope note? Um, just one, you just, you know, monotone, you know, just is kind of like, it doesn't, I didn't see the setup to the slow-mo. We were always in slow-mo, you know, so I didn't get to see oh, like, oh, that yeah. one moment was sweet. It was just yeah. always like, goosh, 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 goosh. I'm like, okay. You know? All right. So let's put gardens seven, Hong Kong eight, blood and truth nine. Are we cool with that? Yeah. Yes. All right. Here is the final significance. <laughs> Number 12, Megalith. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you're just insignificant. Nice hands. Relatively. Um, bout to blood number 11 number 10 erica number nine blood and truth number eight the hong kong massacre number seven the gardens between number six ore number five concrete genie number four tennis world tour number three on Rush, number two, Guacamelee 2, and number one, Spelunky 2. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, uh, omitting Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, right. obvious number one right there. That would be too OP. Yeah. I mean, many many might say Spelunky 2 over Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. Not That, that tennis me. game, I would, yeah. I would I could see sliding around that list a little bit, too. Which way? <laughs> Which way? Down. You, you think we overranked the tennis game? Potentially. No, I, I, like, I like the list the way it is right now, but I could just see... Uh, of the games on there, I think I think I would see most people being like, "Get that tennis game." Out I of think there. you explained it well, Jones. It's just a genre that's gone, and I think we have a good. I think we like that. We like when a dead genre comes back from the old creators, and so we can make we can find a way to make this work today. I just I don't see a tennis game being announced today, and I'm like, "Well, there's that predictable trend." Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, "Whoa, somebody must be really fired yeah. up about that game." Tennis so, games are fun, man. It's like Windjammers, you know, it's just a, ooh, you know, like a weird sports game. I haven't. You know, played you know in a game that Sony's promoting heavily in a while. <laughs> that worked out well for me with Windjammers and everybody's golf. So, oh, oh. Oh, sounds like it's podcast halftime. Oh my god! Shuffle. <laughs> Jones, were you unprepared for podcast halftime? Way unprepared. Mm-hmm. That's not even the sponsor right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a voice. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, man. Did you just say that's a voice? Some <laughs> this is a voice. Get some cake, <laughs> The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. Last time of the month. iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off of dealerships' prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and... An additional 17% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. 
Go to scorn-game.com for more information or check them out on their successful Kickstarter. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the allies. Check him out at www.hoaglaw.com. Iron Harvest, a real-time strategy game for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, currently in development at King Art Games. Join their community and help them bring the alternate reality of 1920-plus to life. Mango. Jigarbov Productions, who I actually did not get an update from. Oh, I didn't check. So we got to read last week's again? Uh, yeah, I might, I might have to maybe slip one in. I, I, I don't get. I haven't checked my email in the last couple hours. So oh, maybe no, there is an update yeah, on there. Yeah, but yeah, we're I did recording not. on Monday, and it's early, so maybe yeah, maybe mm. didn't know. Okay, maybe I'll get that tomorrow for the update. But uh, uh, maybe I'll tweet that one out. Thank you, Jigarbov, for those. I really appreciated it. Yeah, Jojo Dentco, your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you are currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. L. Thanis. All of these links are available in the description. A thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Sponsors. Uh, I do want to get to love and respect. I know we're on a limited episode, but I don't want to stop talking about Sony's Paris Games Week press conference without talking about the lack of dates. Hard dates. And specifically, I want to talk about... Uh, it's it's a, a dumb concept I did on a stupid video I made um, about game announcements as gumdrops. Game announcements as incentives to own a console. Uh, basically, uh, uh, I should have cross-referenced this, but like the Spider-Man trailer that you can see on YouTube prominently says PlayStation exclusive. And so any money they lose on that is worth it to Sony to say this is a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, PlayStation exclusive. Um, And so I want to know from the panel, and I'm genuinely curious about this, like if it matters to you that these don't have dates, if they're just kind of presented as reasons to own a console more than uh, uh, advertisements for those games themselves. Hmm. You like dates, Damiani. Yeah. I mean... Was it too soon for a lot of these announcements if they don't know the dates yet? I mean, I I do feel like there's a a point where you need... It's a tricky thing to balance because you do need to fulfill that goal of touting your exclusives like yeah. you need to have that out there especially and, and they so need to, close to the xbox and, one x and they need to i think they constantly need to be out there but even more so now yes because xbox one x is on the eve of its release yeah they need to push as many of that uh exclusives as possible saying hey we still have these even if there's no date to a person who's just like glimpsing at this like i need a quick decision on this what, should I go with Xbox One X? Business-wise, it's the right call. Yeah, 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 yeah. But of isn't course. that annoying? It, so personally, yeah, it is annoying because like every other kind of media that I consume, especially movies and, yeah. and TV, uh, they always put a date on stuff usually. At the very least, they put a, the year and like a, a quarter or like a, a season behind it at the very yeah. least. So it's like, oh. Uh, uh, to be fair, for God of War, we got early 2018. But again, still, that, that, like, that's like that's like pushing it because that yeah. still could be like the first half of 2018. Yeah. We assume it's Q1, but like it doesn't have to be that. That's not, like it, it's there's no like defined like that lingo is not like defined very clearly in, in our industry. Like everyone else does like spring 2018 or it'll come out in December of 2017. Yeah. Or they give a date for it. And we're all accustomed to that. We're like, OK, we'll get like a, a specific day of that month or the actual month and day a little bit closer and usually it's more ambiguous the further it's out like two years 
or less, like about two year to like a year and a half gap is where you don't get something in movies usually. And then like when, when it's that within that year of that release, you have that date, you have that month and date, like you know, like yeah. you get those pre-orders. And going we gotta and say stuff. that, like we get it's yeah. not feasible. We know, oh, yeah. we know that's not feasible for game developers, and we know they have to start advertising before they have dates. But I guess Brad, uh, are you frustrated? Uh, as a PlayStation owner, are, or are you fine with it? You cool that like, hey, those, Kyle, those games man, will come out, man. I mean, let me tell you, man. Okay. You know, tell me all the games I love. Yeah, take like a decade to come out. Yeah. So at this point <laughs> in my life, I am just numb to that, mm-hmm. and I expect every game I love to take five years to come out. Sure. I mean, and, I, I'll uh, tell you, I love when a game is announced uh-huh. and it comes out within a year at least. That's yeah. like the best. That's what I always want. Gotta advertise that system, though, baby. You gotta, gotta sell it. That system, yeah. Gotta sell it, uh, Jones. And here's the other weird element: is I think part of us likes waiting. I think part of us, as fans of video games, love these trailers, love anticipation, yeah, that, love looking that right forward there. to something. We enjoy the an- the anticipation. Yeah. Um, that uh, you know, when when Red Dead first got delayed, I was like, oh, bummer. Okay, yeah, it was a little far off. Like I wasn't like upset, but like once we got to the the date. Like the, we're in it now. Like we're, like Red Dead was gonna happen right now. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, if it's happening right we're doing now, Red Dead right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, with all of us just overworked and you know. Yeah. And, and so I think some of the some of these times the, these turn out to be blessings. I, I think it's also I wonder if it's directly relation you know relatable to what type of games you like. Because if you're just like into sports games, you're just like into annual releases that you get all the time. Like maybe yeah, that's not something generally you're accustomed to. And like Brad brings up a good point that like he follows a lot of Square Enix titles, mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of used to that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, like delays or something. I'm used to as a Rockstar fan, and so it doesn't doesn't really get to me. Like I and I think that probably has a lot to do with being in you know the uh, games media, being having the jobs that we do. Yeah. That there's always something I'm not playing. There's always some game I'm late on absorbing when I should have. And so for every game I wish I was maybe playing right now ahead of its release, there's so many games I could be playing that I'm not, that I will never have time for. So it's kind of weird to be like, yeah, but that one game, uh, just for just for me. I mean, uh, but that's a that's a weird thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dates don't really. Because you, I, it's something I noticed too about you, Kyle, when we started uh, Easy Allies or when you started doing the podcast at GT, that you would like be right on top of new dates. Like a trailer would go by and I'd be like, great. And you'd be like, release date. And I'm like, oh, was that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but like they, you're waiting for that date. You're yes. Like, oh, you'll make a note. Yeah. And so that you definitely brought that more into my consciousness of like noticing when that happens or like when a trailer's over. Just like, oh, you know, is it going to happen? Date, date. So do you care about dates now or you no. just, you just notice I'm more that aware I of it though. Okay. All right. and, and, and noticing, yeah, games that do take a long time to do that and, yeah. and the danger of, you know, speculating that stuff and, and, and release that information too soon. And I should say to wrap up that conversation, we did get a date for Shadow of the Colossus, which is February 6th. And that's going to be a $40 game. Hell yeah. So uh, There were a lot of December dates that I saw today, which I thought was nice. There's a lot of those games coming out. Uh, uh, for previously announced games. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, it is now time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. I'm actually going to start with uh, the longest one I pulled. But I mean, listen to this first sentence. How could I not? Brazil is on fire and we need your help. Oh my goodness. Let's go. We have a problem here and the allies need to settle it. Do game reviewers need to prove that they have played a game? Some people are asking for the gamer tag or PSN ID for of any reviewer trying to catch them saying, aha, you didn't play this game or you didn't even play that other game. Are you a real gamer? Many journalists have made their profile private to make sure they're not used as fuel on this war. This all began when a massive YouTuber made a review of Uncharted 4, gave it a great score, but 
he had played it on Explorer difficulty, or at least finished it on this mode. It got even worse when Dean Takahashi posted that Cuphead gameplay from Gamescom and he sucked at it. There's actually some YouTubers with huge followings making videos searching for gamertag PSN IDs of some reviewers slash YouTubers and analyzing if they've played the game or not with an angry tone. They call it exposed. Some of them actually say that the other person is a bad journalist for playing it on easy because of their achievements on their personal profile. Is this fair? Do game journalists have to prove that they've played a game? Do they have to make their profile public? Love and respect. Marques Zero, Mil Grau. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, for the, 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 I think... So for the first question, the literal question I'm asking... Do they have to keep it public? No, no, no. Do you have to prove you played a game? Yeah. You can just, like... If someone asks you for proof you played a game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that should be... Like, that's, like, the most basic level how of transparency. How often do you have to prove you play... How often is you as a reviewer down there? Have you had to prove that you've played stream a game? Stream it or something? Just do something that shows you know how to... Like, you can play it? Every I'm reviewer not, not has to the stream the game? No, but if asked, it, it, uh, like, show you have a copy... Show like just show your save file. Just show something that you prove that you played it. I'm not talking about like you're good at it. They even completed it. But like if there's some if there's probable cause for someone like you wrote that review without actually playing the game, you're BSing us. Like that has happened in the past. There are people have like written reviews based off pre like preview builds or stuff because they don't get the review copy or whatever or mm-hmm. whatever situation. That that yes. If that comes up, you so should... So, Damiani, you're one of these it, guys no, no, who no, is no. making an exposed video. No. You're all, going up and checking that, out that, profiles. This, I'm so sorry, Brad. <laughs> My Red Bull! Uh, uh, sorry. Um, Don't say sorry. I got you worked up. Yeah. Don't no, switch no, no, to no, apologetic. No. Sorry for spilling. <laughs> yeah. For this very unique situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm making everyone like wipe up my mess and stuff. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's okay, though. No, um, stay mad. <laughs> okay, for this one specific situation, yes, yes, this is the only situation. Everything else in that like pisses me off. Whoa! Like you should not playing it on whatever difficulty you play on. You should be transparent about what difficulty you played on. But that no, that's not make that review any less valid. Like that, that, that agreed. So that if I played through Uncharted on Explorer, I mode, don't care. If you, you just say that you did, yes. so as a viewer, like okay, he played it on easy mode. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah, that, that lets them decide. But like, you cannot go and say your your opinion has like is trash. Like you cannot. You I mean you can, but like I think you're being ignorant when you do that. Like that that that's mean spirited. Like someone who's playing it on easy difficulty and they're talking about like the story, whatever. Like just know the context of what they're talking about. Like the, the have that frame of mind, and that's still a valid point. Right. I, I think this. Brad, would you read a review from someone who played through Uncharted 4 on Explorer difficulty? Yeah, there's a million reviews out there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. So it doesn't make the review irrelevant. Irrelevant? Yeah. No, why would it? Because that's not the game. The game's about shooting. It's in the game. I mean, you're shooting. Oh, well, well I, think, I, mean, I think I, I If think you, you say, like, it, yeah, yeah, you're playing on Explorer, like, okay, they're telling how they reviewed it. That's I kind of think if you play it on, uh, on such a different game mode, you should mention it early in your review. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You should, oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. if you played uh, Cuphead all on easy or whatever, because you skip a lot of the phases, I would I don't think say, you can even beat Cuphead on easy. I think like there's p- moments you can't yeah, progress Yeah, to anymore. get all the bosses, I yeah. think you have to play on normal. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I think you should say it mm-hmm. if you do it on that, especially. Like if someone's playing Call of Duty and they played it on easy for their review, yeah. I don't care. They it don't have to matter. mention it? Why? I mean, Call of Duty, you just take less damage, probably. Sure. So, I mean... So, yeah, I, I mean, yes. There is a difference between easy and Call of Duty and Explorer. Like, it's not actively changing yeah. huge parts of the game that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. 
it also, I mean, this is where you need to be an informed consumer uh, or consumer of like media um, in, in that you should like, if they say they played it on explore difficulty, where the heck the easiest difficulty is on in uncharted. Then when you're listening or reading their review, if they're talking about like complex gameplay mechanics, yes, you're like, okay, how can you really speak to those in depth? If you didn't really experience much of what the, the game had to offer on that difficulty. But if you're talking more about like the story, the set pieces, the music, like, the, the acting, the writing, there's, yeah. Yeah, you need to, like, that's <laughs> why this is like the biggest, the, yeah. biggest argument for why you should read or watch the damn review before you get to the score. Mm-hmm. And because you need to understand what they're saying about it. Sure. Take it, like, process that, and then go from there. So if someone did review it on the ease difficulty, yeah. and they're not complaining about the shooting mechanics or whatever, they don't really talk about them, to you, you're like, all right, I need to go somewhere. One, you need to be like, I need to go somewhere else to, to know how good they are. This person isn't the p- place for that. But, hey, they did experience the story and all this other stuff. They say it's fantastic. You don't need to be good at shooting games to tell me that a story is good or bad or not. So... That's like the whole thing about being, you know, like having good like efficacy is the term, you know, like having knowledge and insight into like the subject matter and to be able to like fully comprehend it. Yeah. And I actually think there is value to a review written from that perspective, written from I played this on the easiest difficulty. Uh, Let's handle the other part. Should you all should you three as reviewers have public profiles? No. Why not? There's so many reasons not to. Be for, honest, Jones. Because, I, but I, I, can't, I might not be able to be honest with the, with by the code that I have or something that I have been given access to that I can't tell you about. You know, like some of those things last for a long time, years of betas and alphas and stuff that go on. You know, uh, and this is just, just like nothing shady. It's like I'm, I'm playing the game. You know, like I'm playing. Like so, you're under embargo. People like, can't I, know you're playing. A like I'm doing a stuff, public right? version of that, which is yeah. Fortnite, which yeah. I it's is an early access, so I don't feel good giving that a review score yet. It hasn't technically come out. Yeah. You know, so I'm waiting until that early access banner goes away, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do a big review. But I, I've been playing Fortnite this whole time. It's just everyone else can because it's you just go to the PSN store and you buy in. It's uh, it's wh- fair. There's a practice practical reason why reviewers can't have but there might be other games public, yeah. that are you know multiplayer focused that are coming out that have alphas or betas way in advance that last for a long long time and they slowly bring different people in you know to to, to test stuff out um so there's so many reasons why i my, my account would have to buy it. i might have several accounts with different things yeah. on different consoles or whatever yeah to 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 have to manage that stuff I think one thing that I want to comment on, you made a really good point, is you you said, uh, quoting somebody who might be bringing up this argument, that like that's not how you review that game, or that's not what that game is about. Uncharted, it's about yeah. shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I think the idea that there is one way to review a game is not a good idea. I think that's... You, you need to like open your mind up a little bit more and understand that like that means... I, I don't want to hear a review written by a disabled person. That means I don't want to read a review written by uh, an older person. Somebody, that means I don't want to read a review read by the first video game someone has ever played. You know, what, what if someone's first game ever was Super Mario Odyssey? And you're like, well, they need to have played all the other Mario games. So that completely invalidates this review. I would love to hear that read that review. Yeah. As long as you were upfront about that perspective. As long as the headline said, my first video game ever was Mario Odyssey. And I thought it was cool. I'm like, okay, now I have that context going into that score. what if that person gives that it a score. two? And what if it's on Metacritic? If it was just that person on a blog somewhere, I don't, yeah. I don't want to go attack that person. If it was like a big publisher, if it was someone yeah. like us or like other people that have been reviewing games for years, if not decades... That just kind of slipped in a review randomly and you're like, wait a minute, you go into the fine print and it seems kind of weird and fuzzy and not, you know, uh, transparent. Then, yeah, that's that that would raise some eyebrows. But I, 
Do you think it, uh, But yeah. if you have a YouTuber that is extremely upfront about what they're doing, and this is my take, you know, yeah. like I like to play, uh, I, I think some people are the complete opposite of that. Some people play games on d- the absolute hardest difficulty every time. That would be a really interesting YouTube channel to follow. A person's like, I want this game to punish me, you know, kind of like the completionist. Like, I'm going all in on this. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I'd be interested in that too. It's like, I'm going to try every game's easy mode and see if I care. See, I'm going to play the easy mode on Cuphead and see if that was enough for me. Yeah. You know, because I literally like am too young or just don't have enough time to play games or just am not good at them. But I'm still a human being and I still have an opinion. So as long as like I'm upfront about that stuff, I not only think it's okay to do reviews like that, I think they're they just they're they add wonderful diversity to the whole process of a bunch of people weighing in on one score. Brad, what is your PSN profile? <laughs> <laughs> Would you hate it? Would you hate it if the public would go through your trophies and see, like, oh, Brad's not that good? Yeah, until I see all my souls platinum. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not really relevant with Brad. They're just like, uh, that's right. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts platinums. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, just one. <laughs> oh, just one? Yeah, those, those weren't that fun to so do. You're not a true fan, uh, huh? I guess not in that sense. I guess Bradley you Ellis isn't a person. Uh, <laughs> you can't play this game through <laughs> the platinums. Yeah. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3 score is invalid, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, to me, like, a horrifying prerequisite that that journalists should keep their profiles public so everybody can see mm-hmm. exactly how many trophies they have in certain games. Uh, but on the other side, I do think they should be upfront about certain things in their for reviews. sure disclosure, yeah. always transparency as much as yes, possible. yeah. So I think there's there's a couple of ways to handle that, which is kind of interesting. Which is why I kind of like Patreon because uh, when we post a review, we get that one extra chance to write an additional blurb on top of our review. Yeah. So I like doing that just for our patrons. Where what uh, kind of blurbs do you write? Um, well, Gears. I thought I gave Gears three and a half stars, and uh-huh. like that pissed off a lot of Gears fans. And so I try to like let people know. Obviously, I worded that in the review, you know, but uh, we, you know, we, we don't necessarily have a lot of I in our reviews. We try to like you know have a broad opinion. So in um, the blurb, you went to I. So in the blurb, I was yeah. like, "Here's my experience. I did not play Judgment. I did not play three. It's been a while since I've revisited this franchise, and so these were my expectations. And you know, here's here's what I thought. So um, yeah, transparency when you can." But yeah, just anytime you want going into my profile, <laughs> you know, going through stuff potentially. Yeah. Like, for example, right now, uh, I think it was still from uh, Shadow of War. I think I, I, I never turned it back on, but like I was, I was, I was, sh- I was in the shadows for a while in PSN because I was playing Shadow of War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they mandate that sometimes. Damiani, you're squinting, man. I just want to add it, uh, like, it, I don't know how much of an issue it is nowadays, but during the last generation and generations before, um, sort of the count stuff on PS3 and 360. Uh, behind pulling the uh, curtain behind the review process in the industry back in the day, uh, we used to have to review a lot of stuff on uh, debug units provided to us by the published uh, by Microsoft and Sony, and you cannot use commercial accounts on there. You cannot yeah. bring your account to play that game. The save data was not even compatible between the commercial version of a system and the debug units we had to use. So for that very reason, you would play an entire game to completion on the debug unit. And then that was it. Like you cannot take that save data home with you onto your own system and continue. You when you, if you bought that game or wanted to play more, yeah. you had to start from scratch. Yeah. And then on your profile, you're like, I already beat this game. I'm not going to play through it. So your profile would show I either never played it or barely played barely it. played it. Yeah. But like on the debug, and you're not allowed to. Sh- we're not allowed to show. Like, I think that the stuff. question is more targeted yeah. toward YouTube reviewers than than the big shots. Like yeah. Game I mean, the thing IGN I agree right. with you though. Like, I mean, it sets a very dangerous precedent that you you to start profiling reviewers based on like trophies and stuff because you're not getting the full story there yeah i mean you there's so many different reasons like jones was alluding to that why you might not have done something like this i I mean as long as you're upfront about it and you can prove it yeah like i I think to me personally 
the save data is the most important thing. If people come after you, you just provide the save data. Have you done this before? Uh, there was a one review I did at Game Trailers where people said I did not. Not only did I not play the game, they're like, you didn't even like they're like you barely touched this game. And I had to prevent my, present my save file of completing it, and then I did have the trophy for beating it. And I took a screen <laughs> out of that and I posted it. I was like, I was basically like Chad Warren, so I was like, guess who's wrong? Yeah. Like, cause I was so angry at people. I was like, y- y-, I was like, I beat this. Like, what is the game? What are we talking uh, about? Right Might have been. Is it like a Tales game? No. It was some Sony RPG JRPG game. Folklore? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll look it up or something if people really want to know. But it uh, like it was a game that was like kind of obscure, so I can't remember it. White Knight Chronicles? No, Patrick Morales reviewed that game. Oh, okay. Um, something else. All I know is I got what's call- his profile? Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got called in. Like Miguel called me <laughs> in. Miguel Lo- uh, Lopez night. called me in. A reviews editor is like, hey, so people are like, this is like people are like claiming this stuff in the comments and stuff. I said like, I'll I'll be back like tomorrow. Like we'll talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. Brought my system in. I was like, here you go. It's like here's save file and everything. <laughs> I was like, by the way, look how long this is. There's no way I went home and beat it. By the way, because I was like, people go, oh, you went home and beat it. Like, yeah, I beat like a forty plus hour game. From yeah. scratch in less than a day. It was like, here you go. The old uh, game oh. trailers comments used to be a little nasty. Used to be oh yeah, fierce like, but yeah. they also didn't know who we like who right. reviewed them most mm-hmm. of the time, so we were we were shielded from a lot of that. But oh yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, a lot of that stuff in that question. Like, I mean, if people want to make a show about that, sure, that's cool. But like, I, I kind of think it's like that's like reality TV when you're like Damiani, you definitely watch reality TV or something like this. Yeah, that's why I would never watch a show like this because it's stupid. Like, what? What? Well, how does that relate to this? <laughs> like, this is like reality television no, quality it's not. to me. Yeah, it is. What? Why? It's like it's like you know, like easy. Oh, you like, mean well, the videos, the, the exposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, exposed. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you I think was, I was saying? We were just talking about you having to prove that you had a save no. file. Yeah, I know we were, but I was yeah. like, I said these types of videos, oh, yeah, yeah. which are referring to the, like the like looking up the reviewers. Yeah. This could be a new show though. Damiani proves it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Look at Damiani's save files. Do you think we um, doused the flames over Brazil? I hope so. Yeah, I hope he yeah, fixed that too. one. Yeah, me uh, too. Good luck, everybody. Thank Oof, you for the question. Spicy. It is now time for bets. Next week's bet, Call of Duty World War II, releases Friday, November 4th. We're going to start an unranked team deathmatch. Uh, walk forward with the left analog stick. How long will we survive? 35 seconds. Okay, Michael Damiani. 17 seconds. Ooh. Bradley Ellis. 15 seconds. Ooh. Wow. And I had 31 seconds. Oh, no. Oh, man. Jeez. Going high. Goes in. Okay. I hope we get nestled into a nice little tunnel there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Hope, hope you get a good nap. Out. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and, and, like, team deathmatch, you get a little better chance. You walk into chance. a vehicle, so you're, like, yeah. protected for a little while. Yeah, Fingers okay. crossed. Okay. Uh, last week's bet was about... Don wrote this one. I'm very good. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Super <laughs> yeah. Mario Odyssey, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, uh, which all came out last Friday together on October 27th. Uh, we went to Open Critic. We looked at the most recent review for all three games, which would have the most words, which would have the least, and which what would the difference be in that word count? Uh, Jones, you said Assassin's Creed would have the most. I'll go through these. Ian said Mario Odyssey would have the most. Blood said Mario Odyssey would have the most. Don said Wolfenstein 2 would have the most, and I said Mario Odyssey would have the most. When it came to least, Jonesy said Wolfenstein 2 would have the least. Uh, Ian said Wolfenstein 2 would have the least. Blood said Wolfenstein 2 would have the least. Don said Assassin's Creed would have the least, and I said Assassin's Creed would have the least. Here we go. The actual... I know, I'll just go through these. Okay, here we go. Assassin's Creed Origins, the most recent review, had 
986 words. Okay. 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 Mario Odyssey, the most recent review, has 1,248 words. Okay. Wolfenstein 2, the most recent review, has 1,157 words, which means the most words is Mario Odyssey and the least words is Assassin's Creed Origins, which means that I win the bet. <laughs> me, me, me. Oh, my God. oh, does that feel good, Kyle? How does it feel? Let them so know how you truly feel. Man, that was so loud. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, how long have you been headphones? holding that in, Kyle? Like, I'm on his team, and I don't feel good about I that. I know, man, I know. I'll tell uh, you what that means. I'm <laughs> leaning into it. You feeling uh, better, Kyle? The feeling difference, better? No, I feel awful. Uh, the difference is uh, 262 words. Just for anybody who was keeping track. Uh, so I was even close on that. Uh, Purple Pot of Pie, 19. <laughs> so good. Red Eagles, 25. <laughs> I did forget oh. to do that last time. You did. We're Correct. all caught up. We're 25 nice. points, Jones. Uh, Brad, how did you do on your goal this week? Um, uh, being a good a boy. A good boy doesn't say hell, and I said hell yeah. Oh, oh no! We're talking wow. real you innocent. Are hard on yourself, real man. innocent. Wow. Okay. Sophie said hell a couple times, and yeah. she's a good girl. So I don't <laughs> like I'm talking girl. like <laughs> we went beyond like the six year old. That was like a twelve year old. Okay, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Six year olds don't say hell. Damiani, how'd you do on your goal of finishing that water? That last big gulp right before. Nice. Knocked it out of the park. Brendan Jones, how'd you do on your goal? What was your goal? Not to not burp. I don't think I did. I don't think you. Burped, I don't think you did. Yeah, that was the time when I went to check the video. That was the time to do it, yeah. or, or get uh, my podcast well, halftime cards. Burp over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never tell. Um, and then I totally sold it. I think everybody's pretty convinced that I'm very healthy right now. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that yeah. chest grabbing for anyone who yeah, you're pretty good is not watching pal. the video. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think about that. Like, if an actor is sick one day, you've you've lost millions. Insurance. You know? That's yeah. right. You get insured for that, yeah. Now crazy. all you got to do is play horror games for six hours, and then you get to rest. Yeah. <laughs> do I even? Uh, let's talk about patreon.com slash easy allies, which is how the easy allies uh, make things like this, make videos like this, make podcasts like this. We do live streams. We do previews. We do reviews. We do uh, tabletop games. We do all sorts of things on uh, uh, easy allies, uh, youtube.com slash easy allies. So check out easy allies.com is it's the destination. You can find out a page about Patreon there. You can find out about our Twitch there. You can find out about our YouTube there. And we've got our schedule there in your time zone. It's all pretty simplified. Uh, so that is it. That's the, the promotional portion of the show. It is now upon myself, uh, to, do the four things at the end of the show, which is I have the right and responsibility to share my Twitter handle. I have to uh, promote any Easy Eyes video I would like to promote. I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with or simply want to reiterate uh, throughout this entire podcast. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. So uh, my Twitter handle is at Kyle Bossman. And like last time I won, I will vow to do a tweet within the next seven days. I'll do it. Uh, the video I'd like to promote. How's a, a Souls retrospective part three? Uh, it's good. It should be in people's hands before, uh, um, definitely before this goes public. Okay. Uh, by the time this goes to patrons, uh, it may be still coming. But okay. uh, if Wait, you were listening sooner, to this, Souls part three or the next game sleuth. Uh, Souls Part 3. Okay, so I'll promote Souls. <laughs> was that an attempt that he's a game sleuth dig or a retro dig or both? I That's can't a game sleuth dig. Yeah, okay, Kyle. Uh, I will. Uh... Brad, hmm. the Souls retrospective is the real deal. 
right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, and and so I'm not gonna is, be like, yeah, it's the real deal, dude. You got to, say you got to do it. Deal, it's the dude. realest deal out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is if I'm if I'm a fan of Dark Souls, if I'm not a fan of Dark Souls, this this gets me up. This gets me perspective on yep. where each of these games exists. Uh, Dark Souls Two is the next episode. Correct. Everyone's least favorite. He mostly yes. Is the episode going to touch on that, or is it just? Uh, say, I do. Ta- I do talk about that. Yes, you do. It, it has some of the heaviest opinions I think I've ever read out loud in a retroscript <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Which is funny because even like the Star Wars retro, you're like, and this game came out on the Game Boy. It's like that's clearly bad. I usually yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like I would I, I would usually be like reviewers thought this, yeah, and I love yeah, that yeah. Brad's like mm, this part's bad. Take those gloves off. Let's do it. Yeah, but uh, it's he, part of the Dark Souls story. Huge you know? episode. Lots yeah. to talk about in two and the three expansions after and it's mm-hmm. a big meaty episode oh yeah the first souls with dlc no oh dark souls one had dlc yeah. really yep oh okay or tori city i'm all caught up i know all this stuff now yes. <laughs> which one had the king something of the king that was two that's okay. two okay. the crowns the, yeah the crowns okay uh the final word i would like to use to say that ghosts are not real and my trademark sign off tomorrow is forever all ours I am enjoying these microtransactions. The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Eb Software, Elfanis, Hogue Law, Ikeelis, Jigarbov Productions, Jojo Dentco, King Art Games, Mango, Greg Kettering, Pixel Perfect Polygons, Nick, Walker Hope, Cameron Hendry, Will Schmuck, Michael Kozachenko, Professor Metal Gear, Bradley Spees, Caleb Aranda, Zachary Wingate, John Tyson, Ken Layer, Beaten Down Brian, Silent Consonant, Andrew Reif, Sigma, Dan Sebring, Tim O'Keefe, Rukas, Robert Stoffel, Corey Jackson, Richard Smuts, Samuel Justice, Jake Musser, Andrew Bailey, Anti Ataraxia, Richard G. Flowers, Yo Buds, Michael Bisegli, Caden Geist, Demos Clay, Chum Nguyen, Dave Red, Thomas Wigginton Jr., Neil Bruce, Jared Reif, 44 Stars, Marius Smith, Matthew Pauling, Gino A. Leet, Carl Williams, Jason A. Sackle, Candy Coated Thorns, G. Levin, Charles Anthony Iapacino, G. Ken, Hitman 47, Ryan Anderson, Nick Owens, Colt Doss, Paul Nolson, Cody Harden, J. Shee, Guru017, Mark Bianchin, Phoenix Doss, Akira Sendo, Lee Young, Andrew Kidd, Thomas Gonzalez, Peter Davis, Hudson Bilbrey, Rack, Brad Lohman, Gary Fair, Malfalax, Ian Santa Anna, Mylene LaPearl Vanass, Tim Strothman, Caleb Crawford, DRD7014, Blue Suitor, Liana Alexandru, Todd Yurkovic, Joe Burns, Patrick Chong, Sergio Ruben Hernandez Gallegos, Stephen Last, Ahmad Naki, Jesse Vitelli, The Banana Forklift Killer, Rob Middledorp, Joachim Morovuo, Gustav Strombaum, Kelvin Hartanto, Marcel Markov, Mark J. Betters II, Nefertiti Jenkins, Joel Olson, David Wen, Joel Short, Oni Blackmage, Luke Arnold, Matthew Holcomb, Daryl Schramm, Brent Phillips, Bobby Sandino, Matthew Robles, Catherine Lai, Gary James, Bear Watson, Ian Bradburn, Robert Crouch, 
Mikhail Aniel, Sean Clinton, Sven Von Brand, Ulf himself, Trenton Robeson, John Prey, By Manis, V8 Dave, Janny Marcula, Ritz 1906, Joseph Caruso, Fabian Schuster, The Solar Sailor, Mikkel Bach Sorensen, Jesper Lawson, Luis Ibarra, Tony Knox, C Note 51, I Sun Chor, Forrest, Caleb Ledoux, Mike Hook 1, Thomas Einsborn, Bry Guy, Jamie Jackman, Zylo Wolfbane, Quick Scares, Alexander Schiller, The Classiest Hobo, Boris Schurl, Captain Fancy Pants, Michael Eaton, Zintrax, Modren, Paul Bishop, Sean Smith, Travis Miosi, Trey Whetstone, Adam Damon, Matt McCarthy, Sean Mackey, Yasser Alusaini, Leroy Anderson, Jonas Andreas Sibison, Reed Johnson, Freddie Fingers 26, Manuel Thomas, Peter Nguyen, Luke Bennett, Eric Copen, Adam Scherenbrock, Not Jack, Curtis Stavrogowski, Kevin McMaster, Allison Burnt, Anna Lancaster, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Sean De Almeida, Chris Sleep, Saturn, Ace Jackson 777, Jacob Whittington, Charlie, Wouter DeHaze, Michael Favacci, Eric Maynard, Fabian Winkler, Cartridge Brothers, Rene Klute, Bernardo Del Castillo, Leon Keyes, Mugen Hamura, Raymond Lee, Yasser Kerbushi, Clay Roberts, Todd Paxton, Faraz Rizvi, Dakota Hayes, Zustick, Don Turner, Mumble Mumbleton, Masuki 211, Kyle Bradford, Jesse Fish, Shinobazu, Jason Joint, Edison S. Prada Jr., Alexander Braveglieri, Travis Ng, Ahmad Al Rashed, Tuttle, Beth, Furious Action Gamer, Jonathan and Amy Alconis, Stuart Siddall, Reiner Lip, Michael Schreiber, G Sith, Mac Reed, Connor Ross, Matt Gunther, Evan Eng, Joshua Vanswall, Eric Gustafson, Refill, Sebastian Trier, Samsa Stormbomb, Bonnie and Jason Connor, Alex AI, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Stephen Walther, Rock Gordon, Carla Zuniga, Diggles, Ryan Cohen, Adam Mullaney, Link 666 Goron, Terence Ireland, Simon Gauthier, Momo Rashid, M Legend, Bread Roll Art, Peds, Justin Wenderoff, Calgareth, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Andrew Buckter, Hawkins Stirs and Stirs, Barry, Mikey Mizek Novak, Adam Henry, Beautiful Kai, Mac Jam, Ronnie, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Durgesh Patel, Kenneth Proceus, Mike Calvi, Sarah, Anthony Daniel Galvin, Benny Samuelson, Trolls Rasmussen, Daniel Wong, Jameson Anderson, Vincent Foliat, Hutchitron, Ahab, Neobear, Rainier Dennis Bautista, Michael Pisano, Tetra Ninja, Quinn Gary, Alex Glass, Junior Motomura, Mithers Strongbeard, Nycrypt, Mons Anderson, Elvin Skogheim, Jay Aldair, Kevin DeBolt, Morgan Worth, Tom Masterman, Sam Sorensen, Matt Ferguson, Michael Tenick, William Heaney, Krister Lundmark, Chris the Pianist, Michelle Nubb, Sandra and Richard Acero, David Tran, Mike Malloy, Adam Barker, Philip Klarskop Jensen, Niels Frederick Elbol, Sun Pham, Thomas Clover, Alex Monaco, Arthur Henrique Chinaglia, Nuno Amaral, Galen Moxley Haggard, Twisted Heart, David Boyarski, Rajiv Maharaj, Toasty Soul, Sean McGing, Pete Cerny, Dagath, Joachim Wiederberg, Christopher Santis, Marco Flores, Adam Hendrick, Tarek Leham, Christian Hundorf, Andreas Coter, Egg Stravaganza, Gali Gutierrez, Addison Muir, The Fatty Show, Remy Loisel, Jordan Kirk, Christopher Dixon, Ali Douglas, Peter Shoemaker, Repus Edud, Irvin De La Torre, Cyberboa, Christoph Vitui, Azazel Valkyrie, G.W. Fox, Christopher Foss, Outcast Writer, Chris Bennett, Liam Ahern, Helping Leon, Jean Sebastian B., Self Confessed Cynic, V. Kira Ray, Tristan Howard, Jeremiah Snowden, Materia Addict, 
Robert I, Blastermaster, Elizabeth, Miguel Rivas, Alex Lavanier, Justin Wren, Malcolm Moschette, Adam, Robert Ori Einerson, Christopher Donnelly, Matt Karwaski, Marco Hernandez, Gabriel Heilborn, Andrew Amos, Struggler, Tense George, Bunny Chen, Joey and Kate, Wavering Radiant, Raymond Chow, Caffeinade, Ian Anderson, Dan Pan 16, Tongue Surgery, C.S. Lewis, Hasney, Orugachino, Jana, Roy Sung, Kim Monk von der Leith Hagensen Petersen, Colin Hoylman, Reed Marlett, Ali Khan Sunger, Sean Lee Ladia, Dale A. Bruhl, Kyle, Rerun, Arkham Fantasy, Rossamoon, Philip Higdon, John Ivar Carlson, Spencer Stevens, Russell Bateman, Rory McGuire, Elliot Moscow, Daniel Fuchs, Ivan Ponce, Christopher A. Butler, Adam Warizek, Sean Essen, Sebastian Urban, Marco Zanone, Alec Church, Culinary Stud, Michael Yao.